because Donald Cerrone's cowboying up, and so are we. It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. Because I have to tell you, Raph, I would have missed weight today, too. It's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, would you have made weight? Oh, I wanted to do my bit before making it personal. Oh, go ahead. Do your bit. Oh, the, the bit was supposed to be, I can't believe he missed 0.5 LBs. How dare he? And then the reality was supposed to be, dude, have you ever gotten on a scale after about 20 minutes and then you gain 0.5? Like, I've been on a scale and it's told me you're going to work out, but you're still going to come back fat. I like, looked. That should not happen, Kevin. I held the glance of oatmeal cream pies at the grocery store for too long, <laughs> and I gained a half a pound. <laughs> the worst is, and I don't know that people have experienced this, but you know, if you go to a gym and everybody pulls out the scale and you're around smaller people, and by smaller people I mean people who are actually real weights, when they all crowd around to see you, they, everybody gets really excited. They're like, oh, man, I bet you're going to be – lighter because you worked out like the rest of us oh you mm. oh there's nothing quite like the reaction when they do see you have not lost any weight or dare i say you gained weight in which they go well it's probably muscle you know it always goes the other way i'm it's like the biggest loser for me i get all red and flushed it's like <laughs> I, uh, it was the tacos i'm so sorry so you're bringing up the fact that Chucky Olives misses weight. Unfortunately, that means bad news Chuck's for dead. him. He can only win the opportunity to fight for the title he just lost because I can't even say he's fat. Like, that part didn't look good. Unsatisfying. It's unsatisfying when it's less than a pound. When it's like 15 pounds, Raph and I are happy. And we're on your yeah. side. We get it. When it's a half a pound in the Phoenix Desert, you're like, uh this sport and he also didn't say some bullshit like it's salmon he didn't give any excuses but he did give one explanation kevin and this is the one i was excited to tell you because i don't think you saw this weigh-ins just happened the the ceremonial weigh-ins if you're listening to this you probably know what happened uh, but you even if you did maybe you didn't pay attention to this part so kev what do you think he said like what do you think his excuse was this is a classic case of I'm using a different hair coloring to get the bleach mm. and it's a heavier thing. Excellent guess. But unfortunately not right. Damn it. Kev, when his translator said what Joe Rogan was asking, Chucky Olives with all confidence in his eyes looked at the audience who was booing him and he was just putting his, Hand to his ear, like, all right, give it to me. I know you're going to boo me for being 0.5 fat. <laughs> Kill me. But when he does that, the excuse he gave, and I swear to God, I think we we have to do this too, is he goes, you know what? I don't question God. Sometimes things just happen. And I go, wait a second. Amen. What a Amen. fucking good excuse, Kevin. If you and I ever have anything go wrong at our jobs, Think of the possibilities you could have and say, you know, I don't question what God does. Things not, happen sometimes. I'm not a God questioner. That's a different department. <laughs> the I would have. So when you said Rogan for just a second, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, did I miss a clear check? He's going to be like, you know, I got vaccinated 
against the COVID-19. Like I can just feel it sitting in my arm like a half ounce of justice. <laughs> it would have been a nice spin. Because uh, the first place I saw this was Fox. I was desperately trying to Google it mm-hmm. after you told me. And Fox News popped up as UFC 274 title fight. takes shocking twists. So I was like, oh, my God. And then I, that actually is a little relieving. And I think you're right. I think he's a genius. It was a great excuse. And the thing is, he had that look like, I expect you to ask me. I know you have to. I know what you're going to say. Go with God. Oh, damn, sucker. What are you supposed to do to that? So you, when you do have these moments, Kevin, you, you got to be very, very um, appreciative that they happen. Now, we've been I've calling him Chucky Olives. Everybody's been calling him Chucky Olives. It always feels and you're this is a very small footnote on all of this. Mm-hmm. It feels like we just doom people when we give them any sort of food nickname <laughs> in there. I don't know, and I don't know how other people feel about this, but there was some talk from somebody later. I forget the fighter. It was a female fighter that suggested it was 0.5 a little off or something, and people were like, ooh, shenanigans, which doesn't help the case. And Justin Gagey wants nothing to do with it and is already trolling Chucky Olives by saying, hey, while that dude's struggling to make weight, I'm already at 165 or 168. So he had already gone back up. Uh, a shit ton, which, by the way, dangerous thing to brag about only about an hour after the real weigh ins in the morning, because doesn't the commission say you can only go up by 10 percent? And I'm not a math whiz, but 155, 10 percent of that. Carry the one verbal tap legals like we told him not to say shit. <laughs> so. Kev, does this hinder where you were going to pick on this one? Do you feel like this is down the line how you see this fight going? Or are you going to take into consideration that Justin Gagey has beaten an opponent in a title fight when they didn't make weight? So you've you've hit on a few things and I want to hash this out because I'm curious what you think. I am going to... New friend of the show, DraftKings right now, Raf, to get you a live line. Because I'm curious, do you think this impacts that? From a gambling perspective, I was already going to take Gacy at plus one, 115 tonight. Okay. It was my plan. He's probably going to climb, right? I guess how does it work? If you miss weight, I presume you're, they're thinking like maybe not as focused, not coming in with the clearest mindset. And no, I'm wrong. It's Justin Gacy plus 120 right now. Chucky Olives minus 140. Now, Kev, what a time for us to have become friendly with the good folks over at DraftKings. Because I could imagine when they talk about a sports book, in my head, it's almost like, you know, how they used to have the NASA teams whenever people would go to space like somebody comes in makes an announcement they go he came in fat and people just go just a whole crowd (laughs) of people going insane like they just landed the apollo 13 i think in this particular case that's how i figured the sports book went when they were having to recalculate the odds because then you can just imagine everybody there just saying like no well okay he's fat so is it a plus 19 (laughs) no is it a plus 29 god damn it i don't know <sighs> if you parlay Geishi with Ferguson, 
you okay. can get this thing into some good odds. Okay, now this Plus is really some shaky ground because the other headline coming into this weekend right now, and we'll come back to this main title fight, Kev. Did you know a lot of people's jobs are up for granted on this thing? It, fighters? Yes, because... I can see Dana, Dana being like, I'm going to fucking fire production if things aren't better this time. I'm getting rid of Bruce. I'm getting rid of that camera guy I hate. All the ring girls are gone. I can see it. So what you might want to know here, sir, is that Dana White earlier this week kind of confirmed what the streets were saying about Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon, which is that, yeah, one of them's probably fighting for their job. And the other one, if they lose, because they've been around forever, and they might as well fight each other to see who gets to stay. The guy who loses, he'll ride off into the sunset. And I thought that was such a particular phrase to say for two stalwarts of the UFC. So they're using this fight as an excuse to kick someone out. Like, they can't have that conversation with either of them. I, I just think they have been around for so long. They have two of those fights if I'm oh, looking at the card here. They do. And what's the other one? Mauricio Shogun Hua versus no. Ovin St. Bruno. No. It's not that one. And in fact, I think, and again, I always try to check my sources, but I did on this one. Apparently, somebody was quoting as some sort of uh, report that Dana White said, yeah, you know what? Also up for consideration is Tony Ferguson and Chandler. They might be fighting for their jobs, too. And I thought, holy shit. Where Where is the marketing team when you need them to be like, okay, let's make a fight card out of that, you idiots. It's the coolest thing I've heard. Loser leaves town fight mat? Like, just the whole night? Every match? I, I don't know, but it makes me think, for the main card itself, that's two out of five of the fights on the main card where they say, mm. Three, I contend mine counts too. I don't, that, you know, don't you, know you, you're probably they just didn't say that part out loud. You're right. It was implied. There's a lot being fought for then because Carla Spars is getting married right after, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which hopefully she's keeping that last name for personal reasons of the podcast. Mm -hmm. just could really impact her fight record if she changes away from Miss Barza. <laughs> from OSP, Raph, can you just imagine for a second if that was it? Mike Goldberg hosts. Lose and you're done. It's just a fun night of fights. I'm in. That sounds great. Five fights, ten fighters. Five are not going to get a contract in the UFC. <laughs> it does sound like a great premise for a reality show that the UFC would not know how to produce. But imagine a host coming out to say, all right, ten of you are fighting, but only five of you will stay. That's right. Each of you will get a rose at the end of the night from Dana White. The guy from The Bachelor is available. And this has Rob Riggle <laughs> written all over it. He's waiting for you in a like a wheelchair, if you lose, to take you out to the... <laughs> just says the farm locker room. Yeah. Again, we're giving so away free great ideas. Excited to introduce this one as the resident draft king of the podcast. Oh, gross title, Kevin. Hey, UFC 274 is here, and DraftKings is where to bet. 
the calf slicer, the banana split, which, fun fact, if Gagey wins by banana split, it's plus 2,800. He's definitely going to. That is free money. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Big if. I like their trending bet, new champs, mm. Esparza and Gaethje, plus mm. 600. Bet $5 and get 150 in free bets. That was really good, Kev. Thank you. Call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Verbal, Verbal Tap. Throw down $5 on any UFC 274 fighter to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code Verbal Tap. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's return back to the original main event. So I got Gagey. Do you you do have Gagey now? Did you have Gagey going in yes. before? Yes, I did. Why? Momentum. I don't the last few with the the Chuckster and you know all things being respectful, because there's moments when you're talking about him in a fight, but the win over Poirier, the win over Chandler, which is only because I bet on him. Ferguson, he's got a lot of people at the right moment, and I think he's catching Gaethje at the wrong, at the exact wrong moment to fight this guy. I just want to make sure we're correcting uh, the record. It's a loss against Poirier. Just want to make sure he won. So. He beat Poirier. You in the last fight, I'm looking at his ESPN. You. He submitted him. Dustin Poirier. Lost to Charles Oliveira. You're talking about Chucky Olives. I thought you were talking about Gagey. Sorry. No, no, okay. I'm sorry. I was talking about why I thought Olives was going to lose. Ah, his okay. Last, his last few, he's caught people at the right time. Got it. Okay. Now, it doesn't confound things that Gagey himself has lost to Dustin Poirier uh, via TKO. So if you go by MMA math, it does get a little dicey on that one. <laughs> That's fair. So that that's the hard part for me. Um, it's also interesting when I look at this and I think, ah, all right, man. Yeah, you came in point five fat, but you looked rough. And that was more concerning to me because when you see Oliveira do his shit, you don't need to be the best looking person in the world to pull off good submissions. But there is something about Justin Gagey who, if you're mentioning momentum, Yes, the win over Chandler was a fight of the year. The loss to Khabib was, well, is what it is. Wins over Tony Ferguson, Donald Cerrone, Barbosa, James Vick. That's a good streak. I also want to say his training camp, uh, Trevor Whitman, obviously amazing, really good work. Can I tell you one thing I don't love about the phraseology that they use for Justin Gagey? What phraseology? They say things like, Justin doesn't care about his body. He'll basically burn two bridges before he ever loses. He doesn't care. He'll throw himself into the fire. And I'm always like, no. Okay. That's cool. We need a Can term for that when they go Western. <laughs> when they're just like, this is a guy that will die and then come back to life to fight you. And you're like, all right. <laughs> 
Because I always think, yeah, obviously he's a great fighter, so we're not trying to discount that in any way. But every time they try and sell you on, you know what, he rolls with no regard for himself. I always think maybe he should. You know, that's not the guy I necessarily want to root for, if I'm being honest. Just that trying to sell me on it eh, makes me want to go for Chucky Olives. Then I see Chucky Olives struggling, not looking great. And then I think to myself, I don't know, what is he going to look like tomorrow? Because he actually didn't look as bad when he was able to eat and uh, come back for the ceremonial wins just about an hour ago. So hard to say. Um, I think you do have to go with Justin Gage. I think that is the the smart money right now just because, I don't know. The one thing that you would think is you could beat him up maybe mentally or you can beat him at it, that kind of a game. It's a tough one. So if Chucky pulls it off, Hats to him, dude. That's going to be a lot to overcome. So there is that. Next fight, though, I do want to ask you, because looking at the way this goes, Rose Namajunas, Carla Esparza, are we conflicted? Are we going for Thug Rose, or are we keeping the namesake going here? Because I don't know how I feel about this one. Our good friend, uh, what is it, Dan Tom, was making the argument that Carla Esparza She's got a case that she could win with. I hope it's that case arrives because Thug Rose is going to be very difficult to beat. She's been amazing. She she looks like she has that extra FU gear right now that the champ has when they've lost it and get it back. And they're like, all right, now I know what it takes to hold on to it. So I, I see this. I don't know. I I was trying to tuck myself into plus 180. Carlos Barza was unable to. Hmm. I have to agree with you. I, I think Thug Rose is, I think she's in good place. I think she's going to pull off some stuff. I had one more bit I wanted to bring up, and this is a, a meme based off of the main event. I'm so sorry I didn't say this earlier. Did you know that Chucky Olives has been stripped of the title? Do you have this in memory anywhere that somebody gets stripped because fat? No, I actually was a little surprised. I expected to see, like, came in with a whiskey bottle, yelled, fuck your weight class. But then I saw a half pound and was like, wait, you already got stripped of the title? Wow. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of another scenario in which this, like, has happened. Or or usually it's the title where they're both fighting for it and they don't have it. So it's no big deal. But they're like, he's going to be the champion right until he enters the cage. And this made me think, Kevin, why wouldn't you just say he stripped of it because he lost the weight? Like, just have him give the belt now. If you say that he is champion until he enters the cage tomorrow, what message are we sending to people who want to abuse the system and want to come in fat? I think that's a very soft stance. And more importantly, if he is the title holder until he gets to the cage, what if he just doesn't get in the cage? Has anybody thought of that? Future belts, just make them tight enough to where you can't gain any weight. So you go to put it on, and if it doesn't clasp, it's gone. It falls to the floor. Everybody makes a noise. It's like, he's no longer the champion. He's fat. And think about this. Why would you make him wait all that time to give you the belt? Unless you put that on TV. I don't care if he's champ or not, because in my head... Not champ anymore if you say not champ. But when they say, uh, the press release reads, he will be champion 
until he enters the cage, at which point he will vacate the title. Okay, y'all better show us that. Don't just say that's what it is. Then he has to come in with the belt, leaving in his hand it back to Dana White, <laughs> give it to Dana White, bow or do some bullshit. Dana has to look solemn, do a school teacher sort of, uh, not again, you better not. And then he enters the cage. I think that's the only way to do it if you put out a press release this stupid. I love it. I wish Dana had like made him go back in his dressing room and get it after the missed weight. Go fucking get it. Go, get, <laughs> go bring it to me. Bring your belt to me. Bring your belt to me, you fucking fat dummy. But if they were like, you enter the cage, you vacate the belt until then it's yours, you'd see me leaving Phoenix at 120 miles per hour <laughs> towards Colorado. Can't take my belt if I leave. Oh, it. I would tease it. It would be me going, ah, coming in the kit. No, I'm not. Still champion. Ah, they'd be like, you know what? Fat people, and that applies to a lot of people who watch MMA. Let's be real. You should be on my side. This is about fat rights. They're stripping me of my title because it came in 0.5 over. Sizest. Rude. It's rude. Let's go to the third fight because apparently we have to. Can I, before I ask you who's winning this? Can I express why this fight also gives me a little bit of unease? Yes. Okay. Both of these gentlemen say absolute nonsense in their post-fight interviews. So Michael Chandler likes to kind of say inspirational nonsense that really is nothing. It's usually very, very vapid sort of. Believe in yourself and get out there and do it in America and let's go and yeah. And I go, what kind of world vomit salad is this of inspiration? And people eat it up. So sure. Okay. So they ask them, they're like, have you prepped any statements that uh, you want to say? You end up winning? And he goes, oh, I've been thinking about it all day. I, I woke up one night and I just wrote it down because the inspiration, it flows through me. And I go, oh, I don't want him to win. No, I don't want that in my life. And then I thought of the alternate, and I go, uh-oh. If Ferguson wins, it will be equally incomprehensible. Shit. How about neither of them win, and neither of them are allowed to give a speech? Is there a bonus point for if we can predict which fighter brings up the Supreme Court? I feel like that's the odds-on favorite. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So I'll take your your feeling on this one. Oh, I actually don't understand the odds on this at all. Maybe it's because Ferguson will bang up getting older, but that I don't understand. He is heavily underdogged, and I think Ferguson's going to win the fight. Michael Chandler, I, if he wins this one, fine. I'll forgive him for his past bullshit of costing me money, but I I didn't understand why this one was, again, such a disparity. I understand why the next one is. <laughs> I didn't understand why this one was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I want Tony Ferguson to stay fighting in any form. I don't know that I have a say in that. But Tony Ferguson looks like he's already eyeing the PFL. Like, that seems a little bit more his style. And even at the PFL, you think like, man, Pettis is having a hard time. All these people have a hard time. You can't find easy places to fight these days. 
So I don't know, man. It's just watching Tony Ferguson, even in the possibility of fighting right now, don't love it. And he got real salty that people were quoting back to him a, a phrase that he helped make famous, which was Dana White privilege. And he was saying, like, eh, I don't like this Dana White privilege. Don't don't say that at me. Don't. Because I feel like a, a drug dealer is in charge of me. So he was alleging the fact that he thinks that Dana White is almost kind of a drug dealer for him when the way he's getting abused and et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, this is not good. Um, I think he said he wants to box, too. No, thank you. And I just I wish him well. I don't get excited to see him fight. And Chandler is always a problem. So if there is a creative Tony Ferguson out there that can supplement some of that pressure and some of that intensity that Chandler is known for bringing all good. Sounds great, but I do not like his chances. Hmm. You're a bit of a grouch about it. I well, listen, dude, this is weird. I don't want to see him fight anymore. There are certain people I don't need to see fight. Donald Cerrone has gotten so many free passes from us, but we have been on the contention of, Hey man, I don't think you should fight anymore. And he goes, I'll retire when I'm good and ready. And you go, okay, well, you are in the middle of a one, two, three, four, five loss streak with one no contest because Nico Price poked your eye and then tested for marijuana. So, uh, which no, will you, no longer you, be a problem. Uh, <laughs> apparently, who uh, did this? Was this fight originally? Did a fight get canceled and this get bumped up? I thought this was originally supposed to be a prelim. So I think it was supposed to be on a different card on like a UFC ESPN plus sort of a thing. And then they just moved it to this one. So there's that. But Jesus Christ, dude, I'm looking at the amount of losses from Donald Cerrone. It does make me sad because up until 2015, everything was fun. He had his resurgence. And then from 2017 on, it just, it's hard to look at, and I don't love it. And he's already a legend, so there's not anything he needs to prove. But he's one of those people who probably goes, what else am I going to do? This is what I like doing. Well, for both of them, their official record has 16 losses. Yeah. So I guess 17th and you're out of here. <laughs> I so OSP, let's briefly, I think OSP is going to destroy Rua. I, okay. I, guess, I don't know. Hua. Do you are you gonna try and talk me into a hundred and eighty five year old Shogun? No, I mean, listen, dude, Shogun's in the same boat. If Shogun does some good shit, then let's call it a career, bro. Hmm. You know, you you don't need more. And actually, now that I'm looking at it, this is a goddamn rematch. He's uh forty. Sorry, I just had to look his age up real quick. OSV's thirty nine. Why are we doing this fight again? Because we needed this fight some real happened. closure. This fight happened in November 2014. That's why I was like, like I said, am this... I getting too old for this? Do I not remember things? It felt like we've been here before. It felt like I was getting to grandpa age and it's like, no, grandpa, you haven't been in this room before. And it's like, I swear I've seen OSP Shogun before. Yeah. Rampage and Machida fight earlier in the night, hopefully on this card as well. <laughs> The 
they're both probably fighting in Bellator next weekend. So I'm probably just talking out of the wrong side. This might be the fight. It didn't qualify as loser leaves town because Dana's like, oh, they're both out of here. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, this is just for fun. Yeah. Well, let's get to uh, the fight of the night. Let's get to the 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 one that I honestly I have a pitch for you real quick before Cerrone and Lozon take the cage, especially now that uh, Chakalovs came in and Gacy gets to out of respect. Should they be like, we're going to go first. We're, we'll take the opener. We're not going to ask anybody else to bump or change. We're going to move Cerrone and Cerrone Cerrone to the top. Sarose on, you're going to love it. They're going to get that one last do. We're going to convince them both afterwards that they need to please stop fighting after this many years. What are your thoughts on that? I like it. Gets them out early. You know, Donald Cerrone's probably got to put his kid to bed. Joe Lozon. I don't really no, have too many jokes for op- it. Just- this, this does the opposite. This moves them to the olives gaethje main spot i don't know man i i don't want them to be i just want to treat them with respect i just want to see this fight it's a good card i'll say that i do enjoy the main card i i do like the players that are involved there i think there's just a lot happening that i go am i going to be sad tomorrow and do I have to prepare for that? Because if I prepare for it, I won't be as sad. And I will be on camera because we're doing a fight companion over at Milton Arguellos. Please watch along with us. It's just, you know, like, what are you supposed to do if you see Donald Cerrone cry in the middle of the octagon and then he leaves his top hat, his cowboy hat, in the center of the octagon? Are you going to keep a dry eye? And then if he wins, does he bring his child back into there and Simba him again? Because earlier this week, he was talking about the reason why he fights. And he mentioned the fact in a scrum that he's fighting because he wants his son to see him fight. And I think, okay, that's something that I understand means something to him. But also, you know, hey, man, we're all going to have to watch that. And there's going to be a lot of dry eyes that are suddenly going to go misty. From fathers and sons. I wish I uh, as I watch that could talk. This should have been a Father's Day fight. That's what this should have been. There you go. I wish I could talk him into the other way. Become a history teacher now. So your son just raises thinking you're just wealthy history teacher. <laughs> then it's like, <laughs> ah, you know, why don't you, you? This is all we do. And he's like, you never let me live. And it's like I've lived. And then there's sports movie. <laughs> it's like I was a UFC champion. It's like what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right, but sadly, I guess uh, that's probably not living. There's probably some memorabilia. It's actually a really good premise for a movie. Dad beat GSP. <laughs> that's true. Kevin James is trying out again. This time, he doesn't have to do any <laughs> MMA in the role. We promise. <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything. It's just pictures uh, of him superimposed. Rest of these fights, anybody you want to call out? Because it is, um, I mean, you got some Trinaldo. There are, it. they really saved a lot of it. Danny Roberts, you got Matt Schnell, if you want to make some money. He's supposed to get beat up by Mr. Roy Val. And then I still love the DraftKings, the Brazilian Queens. So mm-hmm. check that one out. 
some good bets here. Yeah, let's. I'll just kind of rapid fire these. Uh, Chaos Williams, we've seen him fight before. That should be interesting. Don't know how that'll go. Uh, Brandon Roy Val is always one to watch. You mentioned Matt Schnell, so excited for that. And then elsewhere down there, Journey Newsome is somebody I, I've kind of seen fight before. And uh, we have a friend who was actually just talking about, like, I think they were going to go have dinner with them the night before his fight. So that's kind of dope. Uh, speaking of which, uh, oh, the Nevada, or I'm sorry, the Arizona Boxing and MMA Commission just released a statement. Would you like me to read it? Please tell me it's about the scales. It is about the scales. Yes. It says promoters are allowed to use the scale of their choice for the official weigh-ins as long as it's been deemed appropriately calibrated by Arizona Boxing and MMA Commission staff. Staff reviewed the official weigh-in scale to proper calibration and found no issues prior to and during the official weigh-in. Any scales used for any purpose other than weigh-ins, such as those that may be used for fighters to unofficially test their weight, are not calibrated or inspected by the commission staff, as they are typically provided by the promoter, not the Arizona Boxing and MMA Commission. Kevin, what do you make of this? That the UFC f Chucky Olives mm. by giving him the fat scale. They were like, this scale is going to come up a half pound high. They used to give Daniel Cormier the thin scale. Made it seem like you were 10 pounds lighter. You could fit into Gap jeans, no problem. This is this is more of the beautiful chaos that happens when something goes slightly awry. Anytime <laughs> these happen, I love it. It's like, There's well, nothing the scales than... are wrong. Well, not all the scales, just his private scale. <laughs> With the same gusto of Mr. Bird saying, release the hounds. You're accusing... The UFC saying, get the fat scale. Screw him over. He doesn't speak English. This will show him. This is what happened to Johnny Hendricks. Put me on the record. (laughs) We need to go back and investigate the scales. I want the record (laughs) of the scales dating back to 1997 at Crazy Tim's Saloon Warehouse. And I want to get some empirical evidence here. Oh, and Chucky Olives has a new statement that went up. This is via ESPN. Would you like to hear this one? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Charles Oliveira. The champion has a name. His name is Charles Oliveira. The story is that I went up to my room. I made weight on the UFC scale on Thursday night. I go up to my room and didn't consume anything. No water, no food, no anything. I swear to God. In the name of my daughter, the most sacred thing in my life. I went to bed. I wake up the following day, and it's a pound over. I'm looking at it. I'm one kilogram over, actually. I'm one over, and I didn't understand what happened. I can't understand. We work. We're professionals. I didn't do anything wrong. To me, it just doesn't make sense. Other fighters started talking about it as well. They started talking about those 200 grams, 300 grams. It was exactly the difference of the scale with the UFC. This is what they're going back to. The champion has a name. His name is Charles Oliveira. Wow. I dig the uh, poetry of it. This champion has a name. 
just tough. every part of this is great. This is hard to factor love... now from a gambling perspective. I'm all over the place. I don't know where to go. <laughs> and now for him to kind of have somebody who corroborated the, hmm, yeah, it was maybe 0. 0.5 over. Didn't screw me over. And I think that came from, was that Norman Dunn? Dermont? Um, this is batshit. So now we have crazy conspiracies and allegations that are going along with this, Kevin. I think you might be onto something. The Without USC knowing, needs to buckle down on the professionalism in the weight department. Well, among other areas, but yes, I would tell you though, release the fat scale is perhaps something that's not too far off because I know you said it as a joke and then that just happened to go up as we were about to start rounding third. And I think to myself, Kev, are you clairvoyant? Do you know what's happening? Do you have any other predictions that we need to do? Because you did this about a week and a half ago and we didn't acknowledge it because we ran out of time and we honestly forgot and we don't put a rundown. But you mentioned that Francis Ngannou was going to go to boxing and lo and behold, he shows up in a ring with Tyson Fury. So are we just not tapping into your almost Johnny Carson-esque ability to see the future? I assure you we are not because I am not winning enough <laughs> money on it. I wish it would tell me. Right now it's telling me Gatesy and uh, you know Tony Ferg's. So we'll see. That and apparently some pretty zesty things about the scales and Phoenix. It's a different thing, especially the nightclubs in Phoenix. Yep. Any other notes for you, Raph, before we get people back to their Friday and join them tomorrow with a barrage of social media stuff? You get you to listen to this, our thoughts, and all the things going on over here at Fertile Tap. One last thing. Hit us. <clears throat> uh, somebody just won. In Bellator, and they wanted to make a quick appearance. Absolutely. I'm not sure if you saw, but friend of the show, Yoel Romero, just won in Bellator. And I can actually get you a highlight clip of how he won because it's a little goofy, I'm not going to lie. But it's one that you look at, and he was able to get a buzzer beater in. So I think... The fact that we can get him on the line like this, it, it bodes well for our ability to book, especially on weeks where that is weird. But I feel like this is something you might want to talk to him about. So I'm told that I have to get off in order for you to have the phone line. So I will do that. And if you want to go ahead and look at the video that I sent to you while talking to him, it'll explain everything. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to mute shit. While you send it and welcome Yoel Romero, the spring of live podcasting. I didn't get to see the video because it's screamingly loud on the Insta's Yoel. What happened? You won. No, why you no see my highlight? I don't know. Noise podcast. What happened? You don't have volume control on your cell phone? No. What happened? So I like fight this guy in a very tough fight. And then I punch him, and he, like, turn around, and I go, hey. I don't know if you know, but sometimes you say, hey. I did not know. Was that like, things score? happen. It's very scary, and then he died. Okay. So you won. You didn't win. 
You're, you're going to have to help me out a little bit. No, I did win. You know, read between your line. How I uncode right now with you to, to talk about win unless I win. You just ran him over. He tried to stop you. How's it feel? Are you back? Uh, Yeah, mostly. I think you're back. Uh, I went back to store and now I'm back from there. It's good. Okay. Any big announcements? Are you going to keep fighting for Bellator? Or are you trying to move? See, see, big... yeah, I, I, I fight for them uh, as long as they pay. The Rock has uh, a football league now. Just And then if they no look at me when I get test, wink, we okay. Yoel Romero, thank you for joining the podcast. Verbal Tap Bye, fans, everybody. I love you. He looks like he has still got it. Yoel <laughs> Romero. We're going to bring Raph back in. Raph, he's still got some yeah. raging power when he moves forward. It's just I love the rock'em sock'emness of his forward motion. And he remains very difficult to, um, you know, understand still. But that's that's not his fault as yeah. much. I feel like that's just a uh, a barrier of his intensity. And I, for one, still think he should uh, try out for that Rock Football League. But I get it. He's yeah. knocking people out. Yeah. We're going to see him fight Rampage at some point in whatever bizarro world yeah. they're in over in Bellator. It's going to be amazing. Yep. We're going to be worried about Bellator's safety. There's also, I was thinking if anybody was going to put like a robot versus a man, it's coming up. <laughs> Bellator, Yoel. <laughs> It'll be very nice when they get those. What is that? The Boston uh, artificial intelligence things that we always see when they like have a robot that can start walking upright and you go, oh, um, I don't know that I like that Boston. You guys can show on that shit. Now we're fucked. That will do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night, E. Goodbye. Don't forget Jesus. Don't forget all oh, G. Oh, Jesus. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note, the new number is...